Do you shop on Amazon.com? Of course you do. You can now support the Midwest Podcast Network while doing so. Go to Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com and a very small percentage of your purchase will go towards making our network and its content even better. That's Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Bookmark it today. Do you guys finally want to talk about Goon? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so you guys can talk about Goon. I've got I've got some feedback. <laughs> I've got some feedback. You guys can talk about Goon. Then I've got a tagline takedown, and then we can talk about the movie. Okay. And that's kind of what I got. That's where you should start the episode. You guys finally want to talk about Goon? <laughs> like, I'm so glad you said that because we literally just were talking about it. and I would have forgotten to bring it up. Oh, that's well, there you so go. Awesome. Welcome to the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. I'm Alex. Hello, I'm Nick. I'm Tim. You heard what we were going to talk about there. Dune. But <laughs> we're also going to review uh, Jodie Foster's Money Monster. Yes. But before we get to all that, we are at <laughs> MFN Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. You can also find us on Facebook and Vine. Search for Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. MidwestFilmNerds.com has all previous 178 plus bonus episodes with full show notes. You can go there and find uh, how to skip over the spoiler, Terry. You know, you don't want the Money Monster spoilers. Uh, so <laughs> you, could t- you could look outside for the Money Monster spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. You can shop on Amazon. Part of the money you spend will come to us. We can make our show and network even better. And then MidwestGameNerds.com has a support store where the money that you spend there will come to the network. And once again, we can do the same, make the shows and network even better. Um, we use I our money today. for good. I, I, I used Amazon today and I used Midwest Pack. Well, My brother brought a, bought a treadmill off of it. Oh, yeah. Hey, <laughs> nice. Nice, Greg. <laughs> Thank you for that $3.22. No, I don't know what it is. But... Uh, Thank you to everybody who does use those links and does yes. buy merch. Fight the urge to buy it from your phone. Sit down at the computer. Yeah, it's that's the thing that sucks is that there's no good way to do it. And Amazon's app is so great. Yeah, it's just so fluid yep. that I'm constantly going like yep, yep, one yep, click, boom, yep, there it is. Yep. But uh, yeah, so I sat down and interviewed Disasterpiece, the man who uh, wrote the score for It Follows, the film that we talked about quite a while ago, uh, sometime last year. In March of last year, maybe April, June, it somewhere, March, somewhere yeah. in chillier out, the right? early part of the year. But that could have been last week in May. So <laughs> <laughs> I told him that we lived down the street from Clark's, and he was like, "Oh no way!" <laughs> it's like, yeah. But uh, so go check that out. It's on both the the film nerds and the game nerds feeds. If you don't have it on your phone already, it's the same interview on both of them, so you don't have to listen to it twice. But uh, yeah. And then um, I told him we live down the street from Clark's. I told him I say we all live in a house together. Yeah. <laughs> I just went to Clark's. That'd be great. Yeah, how was Clark's? Oh, delicious. They yeah. had a it was like a caramel um, vanilla brownie mm. ice cream. Oh, it was I, really good. I like Clark's. I'm a, I'm, I, <laughs> I like Jim's a little bit more. I think I do not waver, and I always get moose tracks. You get moose tracks. I have what to was, get moose tracks. I got another one too that had like Oreo and brownie in it. it That's was good, that, but the Tree Dreams one was better. Mm. But Ooh, tree dreams, tree dreams is where, yeah. Tree dreams is, is that the up. cupcake place we went that one time? No, that's a cupcake station. Okay, yeah, that's right across the street. Uh, well, yeah. well, that's kind of up right down the road. Bit, yeah. Thinking, yeah, that was that was fun. 
where, Dude, I, where I just awkwardly tagged along. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't learn that that day, but I was taught that if you twist off the top of the cupcake, flip it over, it's easier to yep. eat. Kind of like yeah. it blew Sandwich. my mind. Yeah. No, that's the that's the only correct way to eat. I didn't a know cupcake. that. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You twist grab up, like the, the the edge of the, the icing actual cake. Okay, you twist, twist it off. Flip it upside down, back on the cake so make part. Like a sandwich? Make it a sandwich type. Yeah, and mm. it's easier to eat. Yeah, interesting. Good for bearded men. I mean, eat your eat, eat your cupcake however you would like, but that that is the yeah yeah. Don't is, eat the burrito. That one way they keep showing. So. I have, <laughs> like I, I can't remember what it is, but you're supposed to flip the burrito and eat it from the middle. Whoever does that is a monster, <laughs> right? <laughs> With the really, that's weird. Yeah. No, I don't know. Maybe they're just telling people that so you can spot people you don't need to be friends with. There was some. <laughs> there was some food that recently somebody was like, "This is the way you're supposed to eat," it, and it blew my mind. I don't remember what it was. Was it's, it the takeout box thing? It, it's not peeling the banana from the bottom, but I do that. <laughs> what? And it's way easier. <laughs> oh, try it. <laughs> when I was in Japan, if I you learned. Like bananas. I learned from a a takeout thing. Uh, a a folds down. Uh, what I Chinese takeout? Yeah, it falls down into a plate. Yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. I didn't know that either. Yeah. There are so many things you learn when you hit a certain age. Yeah. <laughs> when you've been eating like, <laughs> easy food for a long time and just just manhandling it. <laughs> I learned. Well, you, you know, a food podcast is inevitable. I think because you guys talked about it at length on Game Nerds. <clears throat> yeah, because we're gonna make Brian eat things with a small mouth. <laughs> Actually, Cupcake Station is perfect because they have really small cupcakes. Yeah, yeah. yeah I I want to see that. No, he's got to get the big ones, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Small mouth, big food. Um, anyway. Uh, no. What were the, you saying? Yeah. The, uh, in, in Japan, I learned from a, from a uh, well-to-do Japanese man. Uh, typically, they don't serve many maki there, which are like the roll, actual sushi rolls. They do the little rice ball with the, the, the fish or whatever on yeah. top of it. And uh, I went to go just dip it in the soy sauce and then eat it really quick. Everybody knows that if you do that, if you do it quick enough, that's fine. But if you dip the rice, like the sticky rice, in the soy sauce, it'll start to fall apart. So he was like, oh, no, 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 no. And he showed me that typically you you get, like, pickled ginger with your sushi. Mm -hmm. And you're supposed to take some of that and dip it in the soy sauce and then paint the sushi with it. And then eat the sushi. Hmm. So I I don't do it any other way. It's great. It's fantastic. But... Anyway, it's better because other people will try to like pick the thing up and then like turn it over to dip the fish in the soy sauce. And that's just you're just asking for it all to fall apart at that point, too. And there's no good way to do it. The good way to do it is to paint the soy sauce. out. My my way is the most I mean, with 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 the roll yeah, is the most American way where I just hold it in my chopsticks and then I pick up my little soy sauces and I just dump it all over (laughs) it and then just eat it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it's great, though. Yeah, no. And I know, you know, we don't. All the times you and I have had sushi together, it's not on the plate long enough to be like painted. We, yeah, it's gone. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, but anyway. Well, maybe I'll try that with a cupcake sometime. Yeah, if you paint the soy sauce on the cupcake. (laughs) Yeah. I would try a sushi cupcake, (laughs) I think. I don't want to try a sushi rito. You know those things? Have yeah, you know? straight yeah, down the road. Yeah, yeah. There's one up in, uh, it's by the Chipotle on Woodward. Yeah. That I yeah, but no, that doesn't sound like a good idea. You have to I mean. eat it from the from the, <laughs> from the yeah. Yeah. Like a pizza crust. <laughs> Get out of here. Anyway, uh, Frame Friday this past week was from Night of the Living Dead, one of Willie's picks, 
Uh, of course, David Steele got it on Facebook. And then I think Jason, one of the Midwest game nerds, uh, saw his answer and then went over to Instagram and put it up there. Mm-hmm. So you cheated your way into a mention here. But anyway, <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. No, he knows this stuff. He probably knows horror. I apologize, Ooh, Jason. Jason. Yeah. But uh, so anyway, Fame Friday, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. If you're the first person to name the movie or whatever question I happen to ask about it, then I usually give you a shout out. And even if you're not the first person, I usually talk about you too. First person after David. Yeah. So um, feedback. Feedback is the next thing we're going to do. Okay. Got two emails here. First one is from Tom. Uh, He says, hey, guys, I'll get the first part of the way. Nick, please don't leave the podcast. You're part of the gang. And having another (laughs) voice in the conversation brings a new perspective. The great chemistry you have with the other film nerds is part of what keeps me coming back every week. I forgive you for not like. I also forgive you for not liking Ten Cloverfield Lane. Oh, there it is. Uh, the the mo- solution I, I crave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the movie mashup this week was hysterical. Keep it up. As for Civil War, I initially had a mixed reaction. I kept hearing nothing but amazing reviews, so maybe I'm wrong. To avoid the paragraphs of analysis, here are some bullet points. So, spoilers for Civil War for the next. Two minutes. I'm sure all of you have seen it, but skip over the next two minutes if you don't want to hear any of this. Pros, Tony Stark was the most tolerable he's been since Iron Man 1. Both sides, including Supreme Chancellor Ross, had compelling arguments about the main (laughs) conflict. Ant-Man for every frame he's in. Captain America holding down a helicopter gave me the chills and made me start going to the gym. Black Panther and Spider-Man were excellent new additions. Cons, I felt that there was nothing really at stake. Zemo killed all the bad guys. Nobody got seriously hurt. The Avengers all remained colleagues and no cities collapsed. Some of the earlier fight scenes were quite shaky and cut too much. Unnecessary romance between Cap and his dead girlfriend's granddaughter or whatever. It was niece, but that's okay. Crossbones was underutilized. We all agree about that. And then cheesy ending. Uh, I think we talked about that as well. And as with them being on the run and being able to, being unable to see their families, I say this. Cap squeezes is a spy who's most likely on the run with him. Uh, only Black Widow and Iron Man know where Hawkeye's farm is. I can't imagine Iron Man would bother, tra- bother tracking down Hawkeye. And Falcon has new war buddies to worry about. Wanda's a sorceress whose entire family is already dead. I'm sure I'll have more, but I'll spare you and the listeners. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Tom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's all kind of... the. I can't, like, argue against those too many, in too many ways, you know? it's. But I don't know. To each his own. Yeah, I'm glad he addressed um, what we talked about, or I guess more specifically what I really brought up at the uh, that I thought the end was darker than it was letting on, especially with them all being fugitives, essentially. Yeah. And I think I carried over a lot of comic book Civil War Iron Man who would have hunted Hawkeye's family to the ends of the earth and probably hung them. Yeah. Yeah, and in the, the movie seems a little, a little less concerned, but I don't know. I, I don't know if... If even that's particularly satisfying, if Tony just kind of, you know, takes his licks and then just moves on, you know, rather than yeah. sticking to his guns, it's kind of interesting. But mm-hmm. I, but that that's a good counterpoint that I didn't really consider. Thank you, Tommy, for writing in. Yeah. Uh, next up, Wait, where where is Tom? I forgot. Is he in Germany? Uh, no, no it's I Gordon. Think... Gordon's in Germany. Let me do some research. I don't know if if Tommy's told us yet, so I can take a look. While you're doing that. Just curious if we have another domestic listener. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're up to two. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Uh, Tom, where are you at? Holla. Yeah, let us know. I don't think you've told me as you of You can yet. be general. You so, don't have to say yeah. specifically. All of the main players from Creed now, the movie Creed, yes. not the band, <laughs> are in the Marvel Universe. 
So, because Michael B. Jordan, the band was potentially the band too. We don't know. We don't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They got they got um STP to reunite for the Avengers soundtrack. Did they? Was it Stone Temple Pilots? (laughs) No, Soundgarden. Soundgarden. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, Creed would be a bit of a step down from Soundgarden, but oh, <laughs> they got Limp Bizkit to play a show at a gas station in Ohio. So there you go. <laughs> no, did, did you guys see the other one that somebody started? Though? I saw three eleven at seven eleven. I saw what was the other one? There was a family video one. Did you guys see that one? No. All right, let me look it up. Because <laughs> there was another one that was really funny too. Three eleven at seven eleven, and then <laughs> that's really good. Ah. Uh, I know that, like, there's one person exactly that I know. That sound was 100% Dolph Lundgren, Rocky Four training montage <laughs> that you just made. And <laughs> he's, like, on the treadmill. Uh, uh. Oh, come on. Oh, Kindergarten Cop 2 is out now. Yes, and it's on oh, Netflix. Lord, oh, is it trailer. on Netflix? I think it is on Netflix. <laughs> that trailer um, is so The trailer, oh, boy. It's real <laughs> remarkable. <laughs> what I'm wondering what Dolph is doing. I mean... He's done something. Dolph's got more cachet than that. Yeah, Dolph. Yeah. Oh, Mudvayne live at Family Video. (laughs) (laughs) God, I wish. I would actually really super go to that if it was in the area. Do you remember ICP actually played 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 a show at the FYE down the road here? (laughs) (laughs) Like recently. Yeah, that was, I'm pretty sure. No, the one at Woodward? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Yeah, they did like a signing and then put on a concert. In the store or in the parking lot? I believe it probably. probably both. God, is there a place? Is there is there an area behind there? Because yeah. I can't imagine them putting yeah, a show in that there's, parking there's lot. A, well, no, no, it's just that parking lot. I would love it if it was in the store. That's. I don't know. We'll have to find out. Anyway, no, nah, no, we won't. <laughs> Let's just let it let it go. More feedback from Youp. Uh, you wrote in saying, hi, guys, loved your Dark Tower segment at the end of the episode. That was last week. For those who didn't yeah. listen, it was after the uh, music at the end of the episode. I tweeted you today about the Dark Tower. I saw because there's set photos popping up. He has not yet responded. Okay, we'll see. There's a time difference, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's like seven hours ahead. Maybe he hasn't. Something, Something like, that. like that. There are set photos? Um, Yes, uh, but we'll get to that in a second. You've okay. said, it's one of my favorite books, and I'm very curious about the adaptation. He said, I listened to the audiobooks and want to tell you why there are two different people reading the Dark Tower series. Frank Muller was supposed to read all of them, but he was in a motorcycle accident, so George Guidall took over. So that's why it switches. Um, he said, I think the first book was re-released with some changes to make it fit better with the rest of the story, and that's why George reads the first book as well. Uh, keep up the great discussion about the Dark Tower. I'm looking forward to hear what you think about all of them. And then he leaves the email with, I have to go. There are worlds other than these. So, <laughs> thank That's you, so Yoop. Cool, um, yeah, there's some set, set photos of Idris Elba as Roland. Okay. Uh, that have kind of popped up, and that's really all that we've seen. Yeah. Um, it's not, I, there's nothing like crazy about him from what I know, being somebody who knows nothing about the Dark Tower. It's interesting. His costume looks, uh, looks a lot like Roland's costume from the cover of The Gunslinger. Okay. Very okay. interpretation. So that, that, that is kind of cool. Okay. Well, what book are you on? I'm, I'm still on two. I'm getting through, I'm through kind of the first part of it, if that makes sense. Without, um, Eddie, he's with Eddie Dean and I'm going through the, yeah. I got you. So. Well, are you still are you still listening? Have you started? Reading? Still listening. Um, gonna switch over to reading though. Yeah, you are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. like the inclusion of the red bandana. That's really cool. I'll have to bring. What about the iPhone? I'll have to bring my super. <laughs> it, it's good. <laughs> I, the white white's a good choice. <laughs> um, yeah. It 
it, it looks cool. Like it reminds me of the. I'll have to bring in the the ones that I have so you can see them. They're really cool because they're super old. <laughs> yeah. I, pull, I pulled up the DailyMail.co.uk article with the post, and of course so they dumb. they blew they blew up the picture <laughs> of the iPhone. Every headline I've seen for it has been like, "Why is the gunslinger holding a phone?" That's and so like stupid. Stuff, and I'm like, "Oh my god." <laughs> <laughs> There's a. Uh, I learned a funny fact about Stephen King. Um, I'm sure there are plenty of them, but mm. like this is. It sounded like you said Stephen King. Stephen King, yeah, yeah. I'm really intrigued by what books he might <laughs> well, write. I was gonna say, you Misery, Gerald's Game. Yeah, um, pretty sure there were a few Stephen King movies in the back of a family video. Oh, <laughs> where Mudvayne's gonna play? <laughs> but um, he has seen, like, he watches every Children of the Corn movie. Like there are like thirteen of them now, and Stephen King watches all of them, and like he's just like, I just want to see what they're doing at this point. <laughs> he's like, because like, I like I wrote that once, and like they just kept going with it, and like I just tune in, I like I just watch them out of curiosity, you know? <laughs> which that's, I thought was really amazing. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> it's like uh, yeah, you gotta wonder like what has your creation become? Yeah, yeah. maybe think yeah, because there are I'm sure a lot of people like that creators like that where their stuff just goes on like it start it takes on its own life right tom clancy that poor guy right. he died <laughs> but yeah ubisoft <laughs> is like there's a new tom clancy game every year so yeah quote unquote and they tom, used to be so good the brand tom clancy has yeah. put out a new game but yeah anyway so uh is it the new tom clancy one that's really racist game or book game what's the game Rainbow Six Siege? I thought I remember. No, it's that Tom Clancy then. I thought I remember reading something like there was a game out that was like really racist. <laughs> Maybe. I think they were, they were uh, I don't know. Probably. Okay. When does Dark Tower come out? Is that the one? Is it still slated for f- like February of next year? It was like absurdly early. Let's gonna take to, a look. Who's even directing it? I forgot already. It's not Akiva Golds. Uh, Nikolai oh, Arcel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, for some reason, let's see what IMDb actually says. Nikolai Arcel is is the one making it. Who's he? Uh, he has directed. I like when people are named like Nikolai or yeah. some variant of Nick. It's it's weird. <laughs> I, I've only met like two other Nicks in person in my whole life. Really? It's really strange. Yeah. He and it's supposed to be like a pretty common name. He did a royal affair with Alicia Vikander okay. and Mads Mikkelsen, and I think that's probably the biggest thing that he's been in. He also wrote. Uh, a bunch of other stuff, including yeah. uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, the Swedish version, and some other things as well. So. Mads Mikkelsen would totally fit in in the Dark Tower world. He should he should squeeze in there somewhere. He'd be great. Yeah, I'm, I'm I really want to see a picture of uh, Mount McConaughey. Yeah, I think that's the man. Be really the exciting. man in black. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, we'll see. Maybe soon. What well, did you find the release date or no? Oh, hopefully um, he has a he has a Samsung on him. Ooh. <laughs> Currently on IMDb it says February seventeenth, twenty seventeen. So what are we in May? I mean, I, May. I guess they could. Yeah. I I don't know what parts of the story they're making for this movie, but whatever, it doesn't matter. We can move on. Okay. <coughs> there well, are worlds. There are other worlds in these. <laughs> that takes us to your guys's goon discussion. Oh yeah, goon. So, Nick, you just rewatched Goon recently. I did with uh, with your brother and Gojo. Correct. Um, Take it from here, guys. <laughs> yeah, sorry. it's been a while for I me. Like, like, uh, yeah, no. yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, now it's going to be so boring to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It was really fun because, like, okay, so I. 
it had been like in my in my mind like i remember hearing things about it but I, it had like because i remember hearing that sean william scott was gonna be in kevin smith's hockey movie right and so goon for me was always like kind of synonymous with that so i didn't want to watch it and then <laughs> tim said smoochies boochies no no no. go watch <laughs> i originally did it like i would walk by it at the video store and i originally didn't want to watch it either like i for whatever reason, I I like Sean William Scott, but it's not like he's a sure thing when it comes to <laughs> movies. And Jay Baruchel could get on my nerves too. Um, and so, so like I would walk by it at the video store and be like, Ugh, no. And then I can't remember. So, but Greg and I think Danny told me like, no, it's like really good. <laughs> yeah, Sean William Scott, I don't particularly like. Uh, I like him in like three movies, and mm-hmm. Jay Baruchel is a sure thing that I won't like him. So <laughs> I was like, and, but then Tim was like, we were, somehow we were. I think we were talking about Liev Schreiber, and you said that <sighs> he plays like the old like Wendell Clark enforcer in Goon, and I was like, whoa, <laughs> that's awesome because Liev Schreiber I think is a really gifted actor. Yeah, and that sounds like such a stupid role that I was like, this is great. It's like him. He's even like X Men Origins, which is so bad mm-hmm. he's really good in like yeah. i really love him in that movie and it's like it's so goofy because he's a really really talented actor and and he just does these roles where you're like whatever but he's <laughs> he's good in them and then you told me that kim coates was the coach and i <laughs> lost my shit and i was like i have to watch this now and it was like a saturday or something it was like mid-afternoon and i was i was working from home and I was like, it was, it was like a nice day. And I was like, I'm just going to pop something light on and have in the background. I was like, yeah, goon, why not? Yeah. And I made it like 15 minutes of, of still working. And then I just closed my laptop and just like watched it because I was so into it. It's really sweet. It, and I don't want to talk it up too much because you you should, no, you should you can go into it knowing that it's good, but you don't want to like have it made up in your mind that it's yeah. like this amazing thing. But it's like, even after I was talking it up so much to Gojo and my brother, who are both like huge hockey fans... Uh, they still went in and were like pleasantly like surprised. I don't think there's any way to really over talk a movie for someone because in the back of their mind, they're going to have like a fail safe. that's going to go. It's a movie called goon yeah. about hockey, but then you're going to watch it and be really delighted with it because <clears throat> the script is good. Uh, most of the acting and it's really good. And yeah. there's a, there's a surprising amount of really awesome camera work throughout it. And it's just well-made. It moves along nicely. It's really funny. And I'm not usually like super wild on, I don't want to say I don't like raunchy, humor but um it's got to be motivated it's got to be like good and there are some lines in this movie that are hysterical and yeah. they're so filthy <laughs> like a, a week or two ago when i was complaining about super bad it's totally not like that like everything in this feels natural and you're like you you get this sense of like this is how hockey players talk it say, feels yeah. very this is the hockey yeah. locker exactly locker it yeah. feels very authentic and uh that's great but it's it's super funny and it's it's pretty quotable but you just can't say a lot of the quotes in, <laughs> in public and it's like it's surprisingly sweet too it is yeah, yeah. and well, all that you start to grow really attached to a lot of the characters even the ones that you barely get to know they're so defined immediately that yeah. you instantly know what this guy's all about or what that guy's all about and then you just suddenly feel like you're your part you're in there with it with all of them mm-hmm. especially because they suck at first <laughs> and you're like this team is just really bad and yet they're just kind of doing it right yeah it's fun yeah yeah, it's the best Sean William Scott's ever been, too. And I tend to like him more than I don't. Other than... No, it's the best he's ever been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking of the uh, uh, Jackass movie, but he's not in that very much. <laughs> <laughs> he just sits there and laughs. He is really good. Like, he he actually brings some interesting things to the character that... And, like, everything he would do in the movie that was really funny, like, every line you would have, Gojo would just go, Doug. And just shake his head, <laughs> smile, and go, Doug, you rascal. Like, he was so he was so into Doug. It was really funny. 
Uh, uh, yeah, I don't want to get too much into it either. But like the last ten minutes or like ten or fifteen minutes is just this beautiful like explosion of violence. Oh yeah, it's so... and it has the most breathtaking shot <laughs> towards towards the end. Of the, like, legitimately, is like fantastic yeah. camera work, and you're just like whoa! Like literally, when it happens, my brother went whoa from his couch. And I don't, I, I'll tell you later, unless you already think you know what I'm talking I about. I think so. Yeah, but uh, it's great. And then um, Kim Coates, listen. <laughs> I'm, I like sports. I love football. I love hockey. Uh-huh. That's about where it ends, though. And Kim Coates is so perfect at playing a hockey coach because yeah. hockey coaches are so distinct, and he nails every mannerism, and it's so good. <laughs> Especially and like Mike Babcock, who we were we were very fortunate to have here in Detroit for um, a good ten years, I think. Was the shining example of this guy who your team wins like the cup and he barely reacts. He just kind of keeps his hands <laughs> in his pocket, keeps chewing his gum. He looks up at the scoreboard and then kind of like nods, like "Oh, good, yeah, good game." That's kind of the way Kim Coates is, and it's so good. It, there's a yeah, there's a Canadianness to it. Yeah, because yeah, very quiet, very reserved, H- humility. But then like behind closed doors, like you know they're just going off on people too. Yeah, yeah which yeah. is so. Funny. But like when you're out in front of other people, yeah, there's a certain. Because like the, these Reserves. these idea of what we we associate with Canadian Canadianism, mm-hmm. it's like the, that reserved like controlled. But then like the goalie is so Canadian and he's so not that. That's so really funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a, it's the it's always seen as the most polite country in the world, and yet their national pastime is hockey. Yeah, <laughs> where... yeah, and they got to get it out somewhere. You know? And there's such a. Uh, Semi pro with Will Ferrell is not mm. very good at all, but and what part of the bummer is like there's such like there's so much to mine from minor league sports to me. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm so it's just because they're always in like weird towns and they're always a bunch of guys who they have somehow found a way to either do this part time and like make a living and like do it in their spare time and like play professional sports. Like it's so fascinating to me that like people in their like, f- like Leo Shriver's character is like in his late thirties and forties, although he is in the NHL at this point, but even, even Doug in it is like older and like, yeah. it's just guys like, I was just playing <laughs> to play. and it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's hilarious. And we said that right at the beginning of the movie, cause Jay Baruchel runs like a hockey show like blog kind of like slash, a podcast type, type yeah, yeah yeah type thing and w- early on in the movie we all were like laughing and, and gojo was like i love how they just go to these minor league games like <laughs> they, they tour the minor league circuit and, yeah like it's a real thing it's really funny but it is i mean to them it, yeah and it, it's it's very real and i honestly i there's a lot of great football movies but i can't think of like i can think of like three including this like great hockey movies like yeah. Slapshot, Slapshot, miracle and goon yeah, Mighty Ducks. Yeah, Mighty Ducks is fun, but it, it's like Mighty Ducks one, two, and three. <laughs> Have I told the story on here when we went to go see? I think Mighty Ducks two. Yeah. And it was the Ghost in the Darkness. <laughs> yeah, <you have. laughs> like we were in the right theater. They just yeah. played, put on the wrong reel, yeah. and we got like six minutes in before my mom was like, "We have to go." <laughs> that was great. I remember one time. I can't remember, but they had to switch out theaters, but like there was like a Disney movie playing yeah. and my parents went to go see Man on Fire and like the Disney movie started playing in their theater and Man on Fire started playing the Disney theater and like <laughs> oh, they walked God. into the other theater and passed like the kids and the kids were like, oh God. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's beautiful. Anyway, uh, yeah, I I think you should watch Goon. I think you would you would like it. I'm Even down though to you're give not it a, a big I, sports guy. I started it once, and I was just kind of like, eh. But and I I have no issues with Sean William Scott or Jay Baruchel, so I don't. There's kind of a sweet love story in it but, too. 
Right. Yeah, I kind of I like that. It's too. <laughs> this is Tim trying to give Alex a reason to watch I'm this movie. Give you a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Violence and good humor isn't enough. Throw in a, a love story. Yep. Feelings. All right. It does have a lot of feelings, actually. Mm-hmm. It was a great scene that uh, that uh, I think it was my brother said he didn't particularly like, or he thought it, it didn't really have a point. And I was like, I I really love that scene actually. When he's having dinner with his parents, like midway through the movie. Yeah, I think it's a great scene. Yeah, I like that scene a lot mm-hmm. because, yeah, I like that scene a lot because they're so they don't get that this is the one thing he's good at. Right, is like and, and seeing Doug actually like take a stance. Yeah, is, is his really, parents are is, Eugene is, is Levy really cool. and yeah, I can't, yeah. I think who the actress is. <coughs> anyway, but, yeah, you should watch it. It's mm-hmm. good. Just watch it with Gojo, and you'll you'll <laughs> you'll enjoy it. His yeah. laughter is ridiculous, <laughs> and and always makes everything a little more entertaining. This is very. We true. actually talked about the the theory that goalies are always like weird. Goalies are the weirder. They always have to have a little bit of weird in them. Mm-hmm. Like goalies are usually unusual dudes, and the goalie in and uh, I almost said Slapshot and Goon is no exception. He's hilarious. And Gojo was. We used to play hockey when we were younger, and Gojo was always the goalie, and uh, it, he's weird. So it made sense. <laughs> Greg's a little weird too. Greg can be a little weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not in a bad way. No. Not in a bad way. Just no, it's. Yeah, I can't think of the word right now. Yeah. Goalies just have a lot of personality, I think. Quirks, yeah. yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. All righty. Well, that was Goon. Goon. Now on to Tagline Takedown. Ooh. This is the game where I read you guys a tagline and you try to tell me what movie it's from. Okay. A classic. M- well, the game. <laughs> oh, game? Okay. The game no, is a classic. The movies aren't okay. necessarily <laughs> classics. Uh, no. All right. So, first one is... The story of a man ready to make a connection. Mm. No idea. Any guesses? The story of a man ready to make a connection. I'll give you five more seconds and then I'll, I'll, I'll give a clue. Go ahead. Give a clue. All right. Your clue is that this movie has Anna Kendrick in it. Oh, it's up in the air. This is correct. No, that's good. All right, next up. She walked off of the street into his life and stole his heart. Pretty woman. That is correct. I'm seeing a pattern here already. Next up. (laughs) A message from deep space. Who will be the first to go? Contact. A journey to the heart of the universe. That is correct. For some reason, I almost said contact for that first one. So was I. Yeah, Yeah. so was I, actually. Yeah. Yeah, That or Bicentennial Man for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. They have a plan, but not a clue. Ocean's Eleven? That is incorrect. They have a plan, but not a clue. I just wanted to get a guess out, really. They have a plan, but not a clue. It sounds like the Lady Killers. but I don't think That's, that's incorrect. But they have a plan, but not a clue. Uh, not burn after reading, is it? That is not the movie. All right, I've already shot my guesses now. All right, oh, this movie know. has John Goodman in it. They have a plan, but not a clue. Why can't I know? it? Sounds applicable to so many Coen Brothers movies. That's, yeah. why, that's why I thought of burn after reading. <laughs> I know. <clears throat> not a clue. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Another Dolph Lundgren training montage song. <laughs> John Goodman in an ensemble. Can you give us a year? The year is 2000. 
two. Whoa. 16 years ago. They have a plan, but not a clue. Be so mad that I'm stumped on this. This is good because I didn't realize that um, I didn't write. Oh, brother! All of them. That is correct. Uh, I was thinking that like the whole Cohen. Thing. Yeah. I guess they did have a plan in that. But, but they didn't have a clue. I was going to say a simple plan, but that seems so <laughs> light for that movie. The band. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Next up, she brought a small town to its feet and a huge company to its knees. Aaron Brockovich. Brockovich. That is yeah. correct. <laughs> I'm going to give that one to Tim because I think he yeah, got it he was a little bit quicker. For sure. um, next up, it was supposed to be the safest room in the house. Panic room. That is correct. Next one is, they're having so much fun, it's illegal. Mm. They're having so much fun, it's illegal. Ocean's Eleven. That is correct. Wow. I was thinking of it. I was like, man, that would be a terrible tagline for Ocean's Eleven. That, that's got to be like the tagline <laughs> in like Italy or something. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I don't think. I don't know. Um, so next up, we've got, can the most famous film star in the world fall for just an ordinary guy? Notting Hill. That is correct. Uh, I was going to say, this is where Tim gets me for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. May the silence be broken. Silence of the Lambs. That is correct. I see what Alex is doing here. That's a bad tagline, too. <laughs> and not every conspiracy is a theory. Conspiracy theory? Please. That might be true, but that's not the one I'm looking for. That's too bad. That's an awesome movie. You ever seen it? No. Conspiracy theory is quite popular. It's really good. Is, that Mel, is Julia Roberts in that? Yeah. yeah. It's that Mel Gibson, Julia Roberts, and Patrick Stewart, yeah. isn't yeah. it? No, that's yeah. an awesome movie. Uh, that, that's one that flies right under everybody's radar. Patrick Stewart also. They knew too much as the one for conspiracy theory. But not yes. every conspiracy is a theory. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what the? I know. Is it like Mr. Magoo or something? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, it's not. Okay. All right. Conspiracy is a theory. Is it Michael Clayton? No. That's a good one, too. It's a good guess. That's, that's a good guess. Yeah. <laughs> Not every conspiracy is a theory. <laughs> this is a terrible tagline for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh can we get a year? Uh yes. The year is twenty sixteen. Is it? It's not Money Monster. It's terrible. Oh God! So this brings us to a review of Money Monster, directed Ew. by Jodie Foster, <laughs> starring George Clooney and Julia Roberts. All those movies that we did were George Clooney, Julia Roberts, or Jodie Foster movies. Uh, I wanted to do The Beaver, but I didn't. Nobody's seen that one, and I felt like that would have just eaten up. I forgot time about there. The Beaver. I meant to throw Dominic West movies in there, too. I was going to get John Carter in there, but I did not. Oh, he's in John Carter. Yes. He was also in Punisher Warzone. He, he's all over Punisher Warzone. <laughs> oh, my God. There's, 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 there's not much celluloid left by the time he's done with it. It's is he the villain? Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. It That's is. Beautiful. What's his name? Uh, Dominic, Dominic West? West. No, what's his name in the Jigsaw. movie? Jigsaw. Jigsaw. Oh. Yeah, I, actually, I'm... Has he made it on a Willie Langella scale? Because you know that that performance and that it's ridiculous. he stands in front of the American flag like Patton and just starts screaming things. 
<laughs> Have you seen Punisher Warzone? Well, I no. guess not. Ugh, nope. It's something else. I enjoy it. Dominic West is also in Johnny English Reborn. <clears throat> but boy, there's a really good part where he blows up a guy doing parkour. <laughs> just shoots a missile at him. If I recall. <laughs> there's a few moments like that that are pretty good. Yeah, it got. It got I have fun. Yeah, I had fun with it. It got so much right, but it got the middle of Punisher Warzone. I oh my god, it was so long. <laughs> it was all about Julie Benz and her daughter. <laughs> That's all I remember. Yeah, but but the beginning and the end I thought were fun. I still re- I still really enjoyed the Tom Jane Punisher. Oh, oh no, I can't do that. I like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. Really? I like the Lundgren. Yeah, no, I don't like that one. The Lundgren I, Travolta's one is, really funny in it, but the Lundgren one is hilarious. Yeah, the Lundgren. And you one, got like naked, cross-legged Dolph Lundgren in a sewer. The Lundgren <laughs> one talking to God. It's really good. <laughs> if you. If you throw a skull on him, because he doesn't have a skull in the Dolph Lundgren Punisher. If you put a skull on him, it's a pretty good 80s Punisher movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's pretty solid. So. You don't like the Tom Jane one, huh? I don't like the Tom Jane wow. one. It's really long. and It is pretty long. It's funny. What's his name is really good in it, though. Will Patton. Yeah. Will Patton's a lot of fun in it. So. I think Tom Jane's a lot of fun. <laughs> Tom Jane. <laughs> the, whole, the whole fight scene with the Russian in that is so Kevin bad. Nash? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That yeah, scene let's is, take it from the comic. That scene that? is yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's taken from Welcome Back, Frank. I just <laughs> <laughs> let's play a different game really quick. Okay. Let's right. just talk about all the this, Punisher. So, <laughs> all the, <laughs> so this is a, TV incarnations <laughs> of the Punisher. This is a game that Doug Benson's been playing on Doug Loves Movies as of late, where you have to which Punisher is best. <laughs> now, well, he starts it off. I'm, I, I went to Will Patton's page on IMDb, Obviously. but he's, he starts it off by by basically giving you a movie in the known for section of the IMDb of the actor, okay. and you have to guess who it is. That's but, awesome. Yeah, it's wonderful, but. I'm, it's always I, really bad. I gave you Will Patton. I want to know what movies you guys think is in here. Remember, Remember the Titans. Titans that sure. is correct. You've what? got three more. Uh, was he in Mystery Alaska? Have you seen that? That's another okay. Mystery Alaska. That's an okay. Hockey Russell Crowe is in that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And Bert. Oh, Bert. Um, I'm not seeing Mystery Alaska. Okay. I'm only like, I'm blanking on him. Uh, well, Punisher probably. Is it or no? No. No. Oh, oh. He was just in one where I went, oh, it's Will Patton. Yeah, like whenever he shows up as like a badass in something, I'm always really surprised because yeah. he plays such a good guy on Remember the Titans. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know the Will Patton filmography well enough. To... <laughs> All right. Well, the next one is Armageddon. Oh, oh geez. yeah. Man. Yep. Uh, the one after that is The Postman. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. And then finally, Entrapment. But. No, that's a it's a great game. It's fun. It's yeah. fun hearing other people play play that oh, game. Uh, hit us with a couple more. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you want you want to do the actual like the full? Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> we got nowhere man. nowhere to be. <laughs> oh, who should I do? I don't even know who oh, I should Amy's pick. Amy's back. Amy's a- here. She wants to talk about Money Monster. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me pick an actor. Amy, pick an actor, but don't tell us. Tell Alex. Is that how it works? We can't know, right? Yeah, text me an actor, Amy. This... <laughs> uh, Tom Hiddleston. Okay, next actor. <laughs> Chris Evans. Okay, next actor. <clears throat> Hi, Lizzie. Hey, Lizzie. Just this episode is just so like just it's freewheeling. All over the place. This yeah. is the yeah. freewheeling <laughs> Punisher episode. <laughs> 
Uh, Punisher is really funny. Too. We should make a game based around puns, and we could just call it Punisher Warzone. That'd be pretty good. Yeah, because we puns Pun- are Punisher Warzone. Oh, <laughs> there you go, right out the bat. There we go. When I was in a, I had an English literature class in like community college, and this woman, like in the middle of it, she's we were talking about Shakespeare, and she goes, "I just saw the new Punisher movie." <laughs> she started like running down the flat and relating it to Shakespeare. For the and, Tom Jane one, yeah, for the Tom Jane one, and I guess it made sense. They're two feuding horses. Yeah. <laughs> like any great. story, <laughs> like all Shakespeare stories that takes place in Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I have I have a I have a person from from Amy. Okay, uh, it smells really good out in the hallway. There's a candle. Or yeah, something. it's the candle on the, in the bathroom. Not, uh, Captain America, the first Avenger. Who 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 could this be? Hugo Weaving. Incorrect. <laughs> I already said Chris Evans. So I hope it's not Chris Evans. No. Is it Neil McDonough? No. Yeah, Ravenous would be his number one. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Nick uh, Nick MDB. Walking tall, starring Neil McDonough. Yeah, that's true too. Well, he's, man, wherever he shows up, he's yeah. great. All right, Minority second movie, also. Street Fighter. Second movie, Legend of Chudley. Uh, Captain America. I think so. Yeah. Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Oh, Sebastian, Sebastian Stan. Stan. That is correct. <laughs> now, can you guess what his other two top known four movies are? There's a there's a romance in there. Is Civil there? War. Incorrect. Mm. I think it takes a little time for yeah. newer movies to make it on there. I don't know what the metric is for them. Yeah, a lot of times it makes no sense. So. I don't think I've ever seen Sebastian Stan. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I know. You both have seen him in another movie. Really? Yes. Well, I th- swear to God, it was him in Hail Caesar, and it was that other guy. <laughs> yeah, Alden Ehrenreich. Alden Ehrenreich. Yeah, I thought that was him. <laughs> for long, for like, they really look a lot alike. Yeah. <clears throat> Sebastian Stan, where else you been at? It's another Marvel movie, isn't it? Nope. It's a comedy. Nope. I'm running out of genres. I mean, well, you know what? Here's your clue. It is a comedy at the Golden Globes. <laughs> God, guys, that's such a good clue. I know it is. <laughs> oh, The Martian? Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's right. All right and Who's then in The Martian? He's, he's, the, he's one of the crew members the that leaves right. <laughs> immediately. All right. You and then he's got... he's Rip got snorting <laughs> good time, The Martian. <laughs> <laughs> he's got one more movie on here. Uh, that I had no clue he was even in. What is it? Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah, I just asked you. Mother's Day. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, this movie came out in 2010. Too long. 10,000 the, BC. The know. director is Darren Aronofsky. Black Swan. Yeah. Ooh. Black Swan. So, anyway, that was fun. Back to our review of Money Month. <laughs> There were male characters other than what's his name in Black Swan. Oh well, boy, that's a yeah. that is a Langella in like a classy movie yeah, too. Um, the IMDb synopsis says, "Not every fin- conspiracy is a theory." <laughs> financial TV host Lee Gates and his producer Patty are put in an extreme situation when an irate investor takes over the studio. Mm. That one's written by Sony Pictures Entertainment. I have a question. So. Did either of you guys watch the trailer for this before you saw it? Yes. Mm. Yeah. How is it? I don't know. I completely forgot it okay. as soon it as I looked at it. It sells the movie, probably. Um, it it I, makes it look like 
Yeah, I think so. It was enough for me to kind of be like, I, I would watch that. Yeah. But typically, if George Clooney's name is on something, then I would watch it. So sure. It made it look like a, like Mad Money, the TV show. Yeah. Jim Cramer. Jim, Jim, Jim Cramer, star of Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Hindenburg. <laughs> also star of Arrested Development. <laughs> Those are probably on his known for, actually. Let's take a look. St- starring Tom Jane of Punisher fame. <laughs> oh, God. He's so good in Arrested <laughs> Development. I just, want, I just want my kid back. He's re- oh man, it's so funny. It's so funny. Obviously, that show you can't even you can't even praise it enough. But that, despite how it's just rife with amazing jokes, the Tom Jane stuff remains. Is Tom like, Jane season three or season two? He's in two. Okay, I think he's. In two. I think he might actually pop up in three. Also. Okay. Jim Cramer's known for is Mad Money <laughs> with Jim Cramer. The movie Mad Money in 2008 starring Diane Keaton and Queen Latifah. Oh, boy. Then The Today Show. And then The Apprentice. <laughs> uh, damn. 0 for 4. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, Money Monster. Money Monster. That's a terrible name. Yeah, it's not a very good name. I don't name. like it. No, it's not even a good name for one of those shows. No. no. Who would watch Money Monster? <laughs> right. Even, I guess Mad Money isn't right. that much uh, better. Uh, but Yeah, but Mad Money, I mean, Mad Money, like, it has a different connotation of where, like, you're going to be making Mad Money. Oh, uh, that's today. true. Yeah. yeah. And money's a little crazy. You're going to be a yeah. Money Monster. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't quite have yeah, that ring no. to it. Right. Here, but, here's the thing I thought was really funny about this movie. The whole time I was watching it was it feels like Jodie Foster went back to her 90s self and said make this movie and then made it because it feels so so 90s it's so 90s everything about it is really 90s which is <laughs> honestly okay uh, i didn't really like this movie that much it was okay yeah i think it was okay i, I wasn't i think we're all in the same it. boat here yeah yeah but but i wonder if if i forgave a lot or if i kind of was along for the ride for some of it because i literally i didn't even know this was a movie <laughs> i had, <laughs> I hadn't heard of it. I hadn't seen a frame of it anywhere. And then I looked on Rotten Tomatoes for like last week and I was like, Money Monster with George Clooney at 58%. All right. right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jinx. And uh, because we, we've said this before on the podcast, that the ones that are right in like the mid 50s to mid 60s, I'm always really interested in because that's the sweet spot. Yeah. Where like, Willie, Willie's, the, Willie's the either end guy. You're the middle guy. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he has said that actually. Yeah, I don't want to see the ones that have a one percent. I don't want to see that. Come on, but but the ones that are in the middle, yeah, you never know how you're they're divisive. Fall. And the one that made me really feel that way was Great Gatsby because it was right there in the middle, and I loved that movie. But anyway, uh, so this movie, yeah, I was like, why not? And partially because Clooney needs a win, I think, after Tomorrowland. And now he needs a win after this too, but <laughs> but it's okay. But it, it, it Hail Caesar was kind of a win. Yeah, but, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, he's great in that. Okay, yeah. I take it back. Um, but now he needs a win for this one. He needs he needs one where he's firmly the leading man, like yeah, yeah like a Clooney see, vehicle. Yeah, yeah. Because Hail sure. Caesar is like a Cohen, the peacemaker too. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> but this movie is so '90s, which is hilarious because we see movies come out today that were like wow, like Nightcrawler and like and like the guest, and you're like that's really '70s. Yeah, and you see the movies. Well, the guest is almost a little more '80s, but we see these movies that are very '80s. And I, I don't think last time I've seen a movie that I was like, wow, that's really '90s, and like in a good way. Yeah, and, and this isn't necessarily in a good way, but it, it's kind of a charming way. When we're talking about nineties. We're talking like I'm, like movies I can think of like, like The Net, yeah, or like yep. totally. Fallen, even Enemy of the State. To yeah, to Enemy of the State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Ransom. Oh, yeah. the opening of this movie. I mean, I was like giggling because all the, all the <laughs> graphics and like I was telling Alex like the news footage and you can't hear any of it because there's too much of it, and then it randomly like. 
punches in a wolf blitzer's mouth as he says like <laughs> money or something like that. It's so nice. But I, I told Nick that I felt like the graphical representation of like computers in this movie was better than anything in the trailer of Black Hat. Okay. <laughs> Which is all we can review of Black Hat. <laughs> um I can review bits and pieces when I kept waking up. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Oh man. Uh yeah. Money monster. Here, I, I I thought about it this morning, and I was like, you know what? I probably would have loved this movie if Michael Keaton was a star, like because Clooney, Clooney is a cool dude, and like he's in most of his movies, he plays a cool dude. Like he's aware of what he's good at, and even in a movie like Up in the Air, where he's a little bit of a kind of a loser, but not really a loser, but he's still slick. Yeah. And in this movie, he's such a goomba, like right yeah. off the bat. And it takes him up until a character in the in the street in this movie like mocks him for him to realize he's kind of a goon. Yeah. And I was like, Clooney's not that actor though. That he's too he's too composed and too like I, I, he can't pull off like a parody of himself that well. He did it. He did it in Hail Caesar to a degree, like on on the whole leading man thing. But like the parts in this movie, and he's like dancing, he's in like boxing outfits, and he's in these weird costume changes. And I was like, I don't, I just don't really buy Clooney in this. I found those enjoyable. But they were enjoyable, like, but not, in like, a, in but like, it's in the oh my god, George Clooney is dancing. Like, it was purely in like a in like so bizarre that it's kind of funny way, but yeah. it, but it didn't feel. It pulled me out of the movie, and yep. I was like, I can't wait to see memes of this. Like it's pretty bad. <laughs> but whereas like an actor like Michael Keaton or somebody of that vein who can pull off that kind of manic, but he's still charming, but he still can go out there. I would have really enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, that blows my mind because picturing this movie with Michael Keaton in it, it's a better movie. It's just, <laughs> right? it's, yeah. And, it, and, and Michael Keaton is so tied to the nineties for me. that <laughs> I think it would have made a lot of sense. I mean, honestly, like, this is no secret. What that if I, there that were really... like multiple Michael Keaton's in this movie? Multiple, I'm just yeah. kidding. Anyway. I really dig Need for Speed, but it's it's even more elevated because of Michael Keaton is so good in it, and he he's the reverse Langella, like he's the James Earl Jones, which is my my metric, and uh, it's the other side of the coin, and it, he goes for it so hard in Need for Speed, and he doesn't need to at all, and it's great. But anyway, him yeah, him in this movie, like I think would have been kind of interesting, yeah. somebody like that who can who can pull off the the desperation uh, in right. those moments. He could have sold it a little bit better. Like Clooney wasn't bad, no, and I think. See, I wish I could go back now and watch the trailer first and then watch the movie because I, I was kind of along for the ride for most of it because I literally had I didn't know anything about this movie. I didn't see a single still or anything. So there was no like like moment from the trailer for me to like, you know, in my mind, like you always say, Alex, you're like, oh, that part hasn't happened yet. When's it going to yeah. happen? I didn't have any of that. I, I had some of that, but I didn't really. Um, that, Amy just wrote in another name for the game, so we can play that after this. But uh, I, I was along for the ride too, and I guess that's something we can say to the movie's credit. Mm-hmm. I felt like I felt like I was I was along for the ride for sure because you do see the trailer and uh, and spoilers for the trailer of the movie, but there are parts where they're outside of the studio in the trailer, mm-hmm. and so really? yeah, and so that kind of tells you certain that that could give me certain expectations that's something but i think it's because i watched the trailer once and didn't like pour over it i didn't right try to sit there and and because it's not like a known quantity you know like that star trek trailer i can sit there and try to piece things together however i want i want to but when it comes down to like something like this where it's just a an unknown quantity i i'm not going to do that and i didn't 
Yeah, I was genuinely surprised when they leave. This, I thought the whole movie was going to take place in the studio, which I actually thought was cool. I was like, oh, that's kind of neat. I mean, uh, the whole movie doesn't take place there, but the conflict, the central conflict, I thought was, was all going to be there. Yeah. So, anyway. Tim, any any thoughts? Um, I'm trying to remember this movie, <laughs> and I was trying to remember it five minutes after I left the theater because <laughs> I forgot. But it, it, I don't necessarily, I don't know. I, like, I don't mean that quite as a just slam on the movie because while I was watching it I was having fun and laughing at yeah. certain points and there's a mean streak running through this movie that I yeah. really liked like, oh yeah there's a part there's a part of this movie where it's so mean that it's so good <laughs> mm-hmm. like and I really appreciated like I, I think Jodie Foster like being friends with Mel Gibson is rubbed off at her because she re- <laughs> like it kind of comes off like she does not like a lot of people, and I oh, respect yeah. that. Yeah, because I don't either. Yeah, and, let's talk about that in spoilers for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Other than that, though, let's see. It was. I want to be nicer to this movie because we don't get a lot of movies like this. But it reminded me of Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, and that it was kind of a movie for grownups. But I like that it was ninety minutes. Yeah, there's a lot of swearing in this movie. A lot of swearing. It's about, like the 90s thrillers, they base it on something real world. And it's simple in the way that it presents it. But some, I mean, I don't think this is the type of movie. I kind of like that Jodie Foster seemed to know what kind of movie she was making, too. Um, She was was making a straight-ahead thriller with this. And um, in that way, it's fun. But it's never going to be anything more. Well, one of the problems that I had with it is really, like, the movie's kind of tonally all over the place in, like, a lot of ways. It's not even just, like, the beginning and the end. But there are, like, jokes that don't make sense where (laughs) they are and jokes for the sake of being a joke because you need some kind of levity maybe in the movie. But I feel like it would have been better... If I was just on the edge of my seat the whole time, okay, not, not thinking about that, but you know, I don't know. There's more that I want to say in spoilery, but this is I. You don't have to rush out to see this one. I would wait for it to be on Netflix. And if it say, never it comes, definitely, this is like an it, awesome HBO movie. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of know. a dad movie. It kind of is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like a mid tier dad movie, like a lower. Yeah. Like not one of the greats. Yeah. Not like an equalizer. Yeah. Well, yeah. No. When your dad passes on the equalizer because he's seen it twice already, <laughs> he might watch. Which Money doesn't Monster. ever happen. He would just watch it again. My dad is a know? huge Jodie Foster fan too. Oh, mine too. Yeah. Mostly just because of Contact. Because my dad's like, and my dad was a big Carl Sagan fan. Okay. And then she and she she was in Contact, and then he was like, okay, Jodie Foster is pretty good. Yeah. But. Yeah. I think it was. I think it was Panic Room. Yeah. My, dad. my dad really likes Panic Room. Panic Room is one of the Fincher movies that I don't really love. Yeah. But. Wow. It's got your boy in it, too. Which boy? Dwight Yoakam. Dwight Yoakam's awesome. Just kidding. Jared Leto. <laughs> oh, it's, Jared sorry. Leto's not really my boy, although I did meet him and tell him that I love those movies. But. <laughs> well, if that doesn't say it. <laughs> he hasn't Yoakam. been in any Punisher films to date, so no. he has no place in this episode. <laughs> Dwight Yoakam can Dwight play Yoakam that guitarist is, in the Tom Jane Punisher movie. Yeah. <laughs> He's really good in Panic Room. Dw- Dwight Yoakam's really good in Panic Room. He's really good in Crank, too. Dwight Yoakam should be in more things, but yeah. we, won't, we, won't, we won't stump for more Dwight Yoakam in movies now. <laughs> All right. Let's go real you quick to Spoiler Terry. Monster, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> we are going to go to Spoiler Terry, but... 
come back after that for one more round of the Doug Benson ninety. Here we are in spoiler Terry for Money Monster. I think the main reason that I don't like the flip floppy nature of the of the movie's tone is that the uh, the movie ends on a total everything is okay. Yep. And that's such it undercuts the relationship that George Clooney builds with the kid the whole time. He is dead though. I like it a lot. You like it? Oh yeah. Why do you like it? This movie is so cynical. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, to go yeah. along that's, with what Tim is saying. That's that's very true. This movie is really nasty like, <laughs> no, this is this yeah. is a brutal movie you know what? I mean, you might you might win me on, over with this with oh this yeah argument get, right fasten now. your seatbelt the part <laughs> the part of the movie where i almost started laughing and shaking my head and, and there were and there were there were hints throughout it that that and i was thinking back in my mind it was reminding me of the real world and the way people react to situations like this where there's a small percentage of the nation that seems and obviously this this movie, I would love if some of our inter- international listeners would, would see this movie at some point and tell us what they thought. Because media is obviously such a big problem in America. It's a big deal, and it's and it's good and bad, but it's mostly bad, especially when things like this happen. And, <clears throat> excuse me, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot actually also kind of addressed that. There was one mm-hmm. part of the movie that everybody seemed to praise uh, Tina Fey's character for, where she ignores the soldiers and goes running into battle with a camera. Mm-hmm. And I was like, God. That's so much of what's wrong with media coverage right. overseas right now. <laughs> that's that's such a problem. And um, but even that that movie comes back around on that a little bit. It's true, but, a little bit. But even then, it kind of lets her off the hook. Yeah, a little bit. So anyway, that, this isn't about that. This is about the Punisher and Money Monster. <laughs> and, and, and Money Monster, it God, it what a movie. it's. <laughs> oh man, I derailed myself. <laughs> it, was, it was Alex's. It was Alex's laugh. By the way, when I've been catching up on old episodes of the podcast that I haven't been on for the last few weeks, whenever I hear you're just wheeze in the background, it always makes me laugh. It's so good. It's so good. Good. I think everyone on the show can tell Tim's voice and yours because obviously you host it and you wheeze like that. So <laughs> um, but anyway, I, I, the movie started to have these moments sprinkled throughout it where like you have all the total Wall Street goombas at the bar and they're like reacting to Clooney and they're like, yeah, that's a power move. That's cool to like him turning the tables on like the on the the terrorists so to speak and then you you have all these glimpses into these people that aren't really concerned and i was like that's totally the way it would actually be 100 percent. and the part where, <laughs> where Clooney like pleads with the world to save him and i was like i was i was in i was digging it i was like this is a cool scene and i liked it immediately for several reasons because i was like this is how a normal movie would end with this scene with it working and then them getting out of it somehow but it's so early in the movie that I was like, it's totally doomed to fail. And it, and it does so hard. And, he's, and he just goes, oh. And then like, I was like, that's exactly what would happen. People would sit there with their phones at home and they'd go, nah, I'm going to see how this plays out. <laughs> and, but the part, the part that really clinched it for me was when it's all said and done and he's shot and everyone's like, Whoa. and then the kid goes to the foosball table and just starts playing again immediately. Yeah. And then it cuts to black. And I was like, Whoa. Whoa, Jody. Guys, I think this is a better movie than we think it is. That's, there how, was one other- that's how you feel, Jody, that everyone would just go right back to the coffee shop, back to the food. They wouldn't stop to go, oh my God. Because like- there's one other moment where I was, kind of, I was kind of blown away. 
because it actually plays off of expectations really well. It's when they bring in his pregnant girlfriend. Oh yeah, yep. yeah. To and you think like, oh, he's gonna like, t- she's gonna talk to her. It's gonna be like just Again, like in the movies. A different she's movie. Talk him down. And, uh, she's gonna uh, talk more, him down. Any other movie that would work. And she just berates him <laughs> for being just a loser who has all these visions of grandeur in his head. He's gonna go out and make any money, but he's too stupid to do anything. And I loved that scene <laughs> so much. It's so it's so mean. It's so mean and. Part of the reason I like it too is both of those two guys in that moment, Clooney, and actually, if you want to throw in um, McNulty, um, they're all incredible. Clooney and the gunman and McNulty are all just really insecure males that are just dr- like, if they can get money, that will make them feel more power. Like yeah. that guy, it's going to make him. The guy with the gunman, if like that's what his whole life is based around, is is losing that money or getting that money. And same thing with Clooney. That's that's all he is at that point. And then I guess maybe Dominic West is kind of he's not really flushed out with that. He's just kind of a dirtbag. Yeah. Um. So so that was really fun for me. Like <laughs> I liked that a lot too. Where where really the but she kind of under she does kind of undercut the idea I had there too. Where like the women just are just like I can't put up with these these idiots anymore <laughs> like, yeah. even julia roberts is like i'm quitting like i'm yeah. done i'm done i can't like this guy is a moron and then his the pregnant wife is just like you are an idiot like she seemed awful too so everybody was awful i maybe i did like it <laughs> <laughs> i think well, i think the i'll forgive the the quote-unquote happy ending and the fact that it's really dark and cynical and terrible but the fact that things are still like i felt like a lot of the jokes were just yeah by function of wanting to relieve tension i wish the movie was just tension the whole way through mm-hmm. uh like what what parts are you thinking for example i'm thinking specifically about ron having sex with the chick in the office mm. oh and that the, was dumb the boner cream and the vines were funny <laughs> no, I but, really, so yeah, I, the I like vines that. were really funny because that is another thing that That's people exactly would totally what do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. I'll forgive that <laughs> one too. Um, Dude, like Coney got turned into a meme in 2012. <laughs> do you remember? Yeah, yeah. But but it, I'm not saying it's not realistic, but I think in the language right. of the movie, if it wants to tell me that this world is cynical and terrible and it's trying to take me along for this ride, I want it to be deadly serious. Because I think I think this movie making fun of itself makes it into a farce, like and and you know maybe it is, mm-hmm. but I think I think it would have a lot more weight if it was just you're on the edge of your seat the whole time, and then the movie ends with kind of a just a big screw you to like nobody cares about this. They're gonna go on to doing their their TV show. Julia Roberts is going to keep the job because of what he said in the elevator. Like, I think all of that would, would have mattered much more to me without the, the jokiness that's kind of peppered throughout the movie. There's a few other instances, but I can't remember what they were at this point. But, but that, that, that thesis statement actually makes me be like, all right, I have more respect for this movie than I did walking into this room today. Yeah, I think that the the none of the jokes really bothered. I didn't think there were that many jokes really, other than like the cameraman saying balls, which made me laugh. I actually liked him a lot. <laughs> he was yeah. a the cameraman was cool. I um, like that character. Yeah. <laughs> because I mean, the the whole the whole movie, his whole show, 
is clearly one big giant joke. Like it's not it's not really serious, you know. And then yeah. because the movie pretty much says like we're we're doing a show here because Julia Roberts says like we're doing a show, I'm directing a show, and you're you're hosting a show, and it kind of extended that into the real world. I it didn't really bother me, and I think the ending is is kind of funny and like really awful. Like Kyle getting killed is great for everybody else in the world because they just get to move on. You know what I mean? <clears throat> like he's dead and there's nothing you can do about it. So Clooney doesn't have to feel guilty about it. Like if Kyle was alive and like in prison, Clooney would have this like person still in his mind that he would probably like call once in a while to talk to because Clooney really started to feel a connection with him Yeah, and uh, he started to feel bad for him. And obviously there was <laughs> what any normal person would probably do when Kyle told him that the vest was phony. He probably just sort of walked away and go, okay, shoot this guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like in the real world, but because it's a story and, and Clooney's kind of invested in him at this point and he's now a little And he wants curious. to know what happened. Yeah, yeah, he wants to know what happened, which Julia Roberts' motivation I kind of get because in the movie, somebody else, uh, I think the woman who's the aide to Dominic West says like, you know, they're reporters and like she comes from a news background, presumably, and she wants to know. She wants to get to the bottom of it. But Clooney, it, it's only to probably reinstate his name, pretty much. So I wish they had kind of played up that selfishness a little bit more. But I think that he did, he, did, he was concerned about Kyle when he got shot, obviously. And, the, oh, that was a scene that was really funny, too. And, like, is there a heartbeat? And I'm like, you shot him through the heart <laughs> with a sniper rifle. He's dead. Like, let's be... Let's be there, were, there were so many trappings of bad 90s thrillers in, in this movie. They were hilarious. If like, I remember, the, the third act is where it started to lose me a little. Like I said, because there was a lot of stuff like that, it seemed like. And then they started playing kind of fast and loose with how TV works, mm-hmm. if I recall. Yeah. Like the, there were certain things that happened in that where I was like, I don't think that's possible. And it got, it got to the point where I, I'll forgive a lot of it, but then it got to the point where like, I'm distracted now. <laughs> it got a little yeah. convenient like, and all in all. Yeah, for sure. Like, how did he, how has he got the graphics pulled up on the, on the lobby TV? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but it's um the ending the ending was kind of funny. Like I remember sitting in the theater and I almost wanted to look around and be like, "Is anybody else seeing this?" <laughs> like him and Julia like sharing takeout in the hospital. I'm like, "So which show are we gonna make next week?" And I'm like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, <laughs> everyone just move along. The show must go on. It was uh, I kind of enjoyed it. And even Dominic West, they like let him go. <laughs> they're like, "Whoa, he may be facing an investigation." And I was like, "Man, this is so how it would go down in real life, though." He'd be like, "Oh, I might hit him with some charges and." Maybe you'll get out of it. I don't, I don't really know. So I kind of appreciated its honesty in that regard. I That's have yet. Fair. I have yet to see. Like I try to think of movies like this that try to deal with a the real life, a real subject, um, especially when it's historically relevant. I have yet to see a movie that handles like f- finance and and the financial crises and stuff that that the world and America especially have been going through. I haven't seen The Big Short yet, so that's probably the one that I'm looking for. But I'm 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 waiting for that one movie that in 20 years people are going to say that encapsulates the the you know the the vibe of like the early 2010s, you know what I mean? Or like the way the world felt. What's going to be the movie that people are going to say that sums up that era and it's not Money Monster. But <laughs> no. but, uh, but but it, it could have been, you know? It kind of it kind of got a lot of things right and maybe it'll end up being viewed as a little bit more of like a like a satire like you said. Um and maybe then it will gain a little more appreciation in time. But who knows? I, I do think with a different choice of leading actor, it could have probably gone places that it's just a little bit held back by, by Clooney. Yeah. Which, I mean, it, it made, it, it, as a vehicle for Clooney to take up, it totally makes sense. Like, it's something he can produce and something that he's probably interested in the subject matter. And 
I, I applaud Jodie Foster for not putting herself in these movies that she's directing lately. <clears throat> I think that's cool. She was in The Beaver. Oh, she was? Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, never mind for this movie then. I think it's cool. Like She could have easily played the Julia Roberts part. Yeah. And I'm glad she didn't. She probably would have been really good, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any final thoughts before no. we go to one last IMDb game? If anybody eventually sees it, Right in, yeah. Like yeah. Any international people I want. I'm always intrigued by. Yeah, that would be interesting. So this this dude I worked with on a shoot um, a while ago is from Germany, and he friended me on Facebook, and I've been seeing his statuses, and there's so many of them just like bashing on America, <laughs> <laughs> and especially with the election and whatnot, everything that's going on right now. And I and I read them, and I'm kind of like, part of me gets a little angry because I'm kind of like, hey man, it's not cool. <laughs> and part of me's like, well. Not wrong. <laughs> You're just an asshole. <laughs> right, yeah. right. And we we got a little bit to go before we catch up with the Germans. So why don't you lay off a little? Bit. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's somebody from the movie wager who came in from Germany. I forget. Who oh, was. really? Oh, uh, oh, good. I'm glad. Uh, I Gor- Gordon's from Germany, but there was another guy too. I think. But Gordon uh, from. Uh, I'm so curious about these people in it, which is pretty weird, I guess. But I, I wonder. Listeners, please write in with yeah, your biography. Please, <laughs> vital stats like an we X-Men like trading know. card. Yeah, we, I just thought I thought Gordon was a transplant to Germany, but I don't he's, know. if he is, Alice Dare, I think cool. was the transplant to China, and yes. now he's in the UK. I think he's in England. Mm-hmm. I don't know if cool. he was from England. Maybe he is, but anyway. All right. I so miss Nancy. Nancy hasn't said anything in a while. Yeah, Nancy, if you're listening, and the spoiler Terry for Money Monster. <laughs> <laughs> then well done. <laughs> <laughs> then we love you, and please yes. write in. I actually wrote to Nancy when I started watching uh, Togetherness, because I was like, hey, she really liked Togetherness is a Duplass Brothers right, TV yeah, show on really HBO, and she really liked the one that I love. So I was like, hey, if you haven't seen Togetherness, you need to watch it. She's like, I watched both seasons. Well, that was I, a fun movie. I like that movie. Yeah. The more I think about it. It's a great movie. Every time I pass by it on like Netflix, I go, I liked that movie. And I, yeah. don't, I don't know if that came across in the podcast. I think I kind of I don't know. dismissed it a little. I don't know. Wasn't Lance on that episode? Maybe. Gotta get Lance on again. Yeah, it's been a while since we've had Lance on. Which punishment? We haven't had another uh, Fifty Shades of Grey to talk about. Oh, that's right. (laughs) No more Entourage movies. (laughs) There's that great joke in Kimmy Schmidt. Um, Oh, maybe you haven't seen it. I think it's season one. I can't remember. At one point, they just they're in a bar and someone goes no more Entourage, and the whole bar just erupts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, Yeah, I did see it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so one last IMDb game brought to us by Doug Benson and Amy. Uh, the first movie that this person is known for is X Men. Hugh Jackman, Ian McKellen. Incorrect. Incorrect. Oh, Tyler Maine. Incorrect. James Marsden. That's correct. What are the other three movies? Okay. X Men Two is one of them. Sex Drive. Sex Drive is not one of them. Should be. Yeah, it should. I would love it if Zoolander was one of them, but it's probably not. No. Jimmy Marsden. What's the uh, What's the uh, um, Nicholas Sparks movie he was in? (laughs) Was he in the Notebook? Um. Well, the best of me is the one that he um, was in there. The box. I don't think he's in the notebook. Oh, the box. He's the box is not one. Where of the is movies. my boy Richard Kelly? Yeah, right. Yeah. You gotta watch Southland Tales, man. I couldn't. I can't make it through. <laughs> Alex made it through. I really? Did, did yeah. you like it? 
It's it's interesting. Yeah. That's I mean that's basically what I can say about it is that it's interesting. He had a, he had that whole thing mapped out. He had graphic novels. Yeah, you have to yeah. watch you have to watch it so we can talk about it, please. Okay. Like I have to talk about this movie. This Sounds like else. that's Nick's. Uh, I, I, I pretty much. I mean, I've seen. I, I did say that. Nick's I said cute, I'm going to make it my keyframe, yeah. so we all have to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, well, now I kind of want to watch it. Yeah. I mean, I've always wanted to watch it. It's just every time I watch it with you. I heard yeah, I'll I'll watch it with you too. Yeah. I'll watch it ten years from now because I've seen the movie twice. I watched it in 2006 and then in 2016. <laughs> it was great. Uh, right, two anyway, more Jimmy Mars so movies. Uh, Superman Returns. That is correct. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Nice. One more left. It's not X three, is it? Yes, it is. Wow. Oh what? Yeah. That is. That is. Really God, he's almost in Zoolander for longer than X three. IMDb does not understand. I've seen some hilarious ones for. where the the known for is like really bad. Like the choices <laughs> are just awful. Doug Benson's really good at thinking about those games because another one that he plays, he calls it cable billing, and he takes like. Uh, the the synopses that are on uh, that are on cables <laughs> cable TV shows and and he looks at the people that are billed in those synopses yeah and then he tells the or he tells the contestants wh- who those two people are and they have to guess what movie it is because those two people are never the yeah. they're never the top billed people that's great so it's it's pretty awesome but uh, yeah those are fun. Yep. All right. Well, hopefully, I don't know if you made it to the end of the episode, but if you did, thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll be back next week with something. I don't even know what's Oh, we're doing out. Nice Guys the next nice week. Nice Guys, yeah. Oh, yeah. I hope yeah. so. I and hope then it's, it's Apocalypse, right? Yep. X-Men Apocalypse after apocalypse. that. Apocalypse. Yeah, we're getting into the summer, aren't we? God, what if we end up liking Money Monster more than X-Men? <laughs> that seems entirely possible at this point. <laughs> so you're telling me there's... <laughs> Yeah, so... When did Ninja quick. Turtles 2 come out? I keep seeing... I'll August, tell you about, so, yeah, this weekend we got the Nice Guys. And Neighbors 2 is also coming out. There's also Angry Birds. We're not seeing those last two. Um, there's a movie called Don't Look in the Basement 2 coming out on Nicole and Tim's birthday. Ah, um, birthday. X-Men Apocalypse is the week after that alongside Alice Through the Looking Glass, which has a 35 cinema score, apparently. <laughs> 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 um... June 3rd is TMN Toots. Ah, mm. uh, okay. Well, that's a lot earlier than I thought. That showed a picture of Krang. Oh, Krang's in it. I'm sorry. Oh, no. We talked about that already. Jermaine Clement Krang. Is he? Who's Krang? Um, I think it is Jermaine. It's someone like that. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with that. But... I'm still not. No, Fred Fred Armisen is voicing. Oh, Fred Armisen. He's he's voicing Krang. The American Jemaine Clement. I I can't believe. I'm so excited for that movie. I can't tell you why. I don't know why. Because it looks like the cartoon. It does look like. And Fred Armisen is Krang. Fred Armisen is Krang. He's watching in Portlandia. Oh, yeah. I've watched a bit. I wonder which Portlandia voice he'll use because it's got to be one of those. (laughs) I I started watching Documentary Now. I haven't watched all of them. I need to watch that documentary. It's so good. That vice. Parody. It's the best the voice one. parody yeah. they do is it's amazing. It's so good. That's my second favorite one. It's okay. so good. The, the best episode is the last one. Okay. For sure. And I think that's undeniable. But the Vice one, uh, it had me in tears a couple times. It's so funny. The Grey Gardens one. Like it, for a while I was like sitting there going, like I don't see the big and then then it ends and I'm like, that was amazing. Like that was so good. And then the Vice one just The Vice up. one is amazing. The Eskimo, <laughs> the Nanuka the North one is really, really good too. They're all good, honestly. Yeah. There's only one that I didn't really get the joke because I have no idea of the documentary, but um, but the rest were all the, the final episode is so amazing. <laughs> oh man, can't wait. 
You gotta right. watch those, Alex. Yeah, I really do. That's on Netflix now. So it is, and they're short. They're all half hour, I think. Yeah. So is Scream the series. Somebody watch Scream the series, please. You subscribe to Shutter. Yeah. You like it? I like Shutter a lot. Cool. It's curated by like, like a couple of guys that used to work for Fangoria. They used to be like the editor in chiefs at Fangoria. So like they kind of, they don't get like first pick of stuff, but they pick some really off the wall, like interesting horror stuff. That'd be such a great job for you, right. for you and Willie, <laughs> to, yeah. to be curators of a horror oh, yeah. streaming service. Yeah, that'd be great. I, if if anybody at Shutter is listening, please come out with a app for like the PS3 or Xbone. Or PS4. Yeah. One of Something else you can iPad. watch. iPad. Even well, you can actually, if you subscribe to Shutter through Amazon, Amazon, yep. then you can watch through the Amazon apps. Right. I don't like Amazon's interface as well. Yeah, Shutter, Shutter has good. this awesome thing where like they break it down, like they will break down like ghost movies into like separate kinds of ghost movies oh. and like like they have subgenres Sub- and then subgenres of subgenres. <laughs> and I like, this is so awesome. And then Amazon, you just kind of scroll through. Yeah. And so... All right. Well, feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com. Write to us there. We're at MFN Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Check out my interview with Disaster Piece in the feed before this episode. And, uh, yeah, look for next week when we talk about the nice guys. Alex Y. Go watch a movie. to a Ben Folds concert this week okay. with Nicole and uh, it gets to the end of the concert the guy's playing this la- or it gets to the encore we'll start at the encore okay. and uh, and Ben comes back out and this guy behind me is being loud and obnoxious he hasn't been there the whole time he's only there like right now but he's like oh you know what You know, this is the luckiest like Ben starts playing a song he's like this is the luckiest and I know it's not the luckiest and his, uh, his friend's like, no, this isn't the luckiest. And then the guy's like, no, 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 it's brick. It's not brick either. It, it was evaporated. But uh, so it gets through that. I'm already annoyed at this guy at that point. But whatever. Who cares? But then it keeps going on. And he gets, Ben gets to the final song. And this guy's singing really loud, which is fine. You know, whatever. He's having a good time. But then I'm on the mezzanine where people buy tickets to sit. That's why people are there. Mm-hmm. And he starts walking down the rows, like, waving his hands at people to get them to stand up and all this stuff. And, like, maybe four people stand up for him. <laughs> but he keeps going. He keeps trying. He tries, like, three more times. And then he wa- and, like he, he gets over to me and he does it. And I'm just kind of like, I just kind of shake my head. I'm like, no, I'm just sitting there watching the show. And it just annoyed me to no end. Yeah. I was like, you can enjoy concerts as much as you want. Mm-hmm. Don't drag other people into how you are enjoying your concert. Right. So I just kind of decided at one point that I had to say something to this guy. 
And I stand up to leave at the end of the concert, and I just put my hand on his shoulder, and I said, you were the worst part of this concert. <laughs> and I walked away. <laughs> and, and, I, and I hear him say, well, that was me in that, in that voice. And then his friend who was next to him is like, what did the guy say? And then he's like, he said I was the worst part of the concert. <laughs> And then Nicole and I, Nicole and I, Nicole was laughing about it the whole way home. And she was like, I feel like I would expect that out of John, but I wouldn't expect it out of you. And then I was like, well, we're related. So it's in there somewhere. He just annoyed me so much. Actually, John's move would probably be being the guy that was doing it. (laughs) No, no. John wouldn't do that kind of thing. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. But, but, uh, John probably would, wouldn't have waited until the end of the concert. Though. No, John, John, would have, John would have looked at the guy and be like, you need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> and then that would have... I like your way a little, because like I was thinking you were going to be like, shut up, shut up. But I like your what? way a little better, because it's just, it like cuts right to You it. were the <laughs> worst part of the... That's really, <laughs> that's really awesome. It, it was... I just... I couldn't... That's couldn't like a Buddy Rich line. Really. There's like... You know what Buddy Rich is? Was? Yeah, the drummer? <clears throat> yeah, he was like really noteworthy for having these amazing like one-liners at people and uh jerry seinfeld was a huge buddy rich fan and uh he would incorporate like the, the mythology of of buddy rich and like the things he would say to his band because he was the band leader um if they weren't good at rehearsal or whatever were apparently really funny like this has been like well documented the shit he would say to people and jerry seinfeld worked um a few of his lines into the show and uh two of them the only two i can recall right off the top of my head were um when george's dad is talking about somebody and he goes and he goes or he talks about when he met uh when frank met his like korean fiance's father or something and he said he said to me in korean whatever it is he goes and it means this guy this is not my kind of guy (laughs) (laughs) that was a buddy rich line and so was when george freaks out on somebody uh in the movie theater when and during the opposite which is one of the best episodes of tv ever um with the one where George decides to do everything the opposite of whatever his instinct tells him, and it yeah. ends up being like amazing for him. And he's in the movie theater, and somebody's being disruptive, and and she's like, oh, his his date is smoking hot date. He landed. He's like, should we just move seats? And he's like, that won't be necessary. And stands up, turns around, and he goes, shut your mouth, and just yelling at him. And he goes, I'm going to take you outside, and I'm going to show you what it's like. And <laughs> that line is so funny, <laughs> and it's right to the point, and you know right what it means, and it's so unique, yeah. and that's totally what that story reminds me of. No, I like the picture of you, good. like Bane, going to Ben Mendelsohn and putting your hand on his shoulder and going, <laughs> "Do you feel in charge? <laughs> you were the worst pretty, part pretty, of this concert, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, pretty really much. Good. So there you go. I'll leave this in the episode. Ep- That's at a great the, story. After yeah, the, after funny. the thing, but 